And welcome back to the Talking Lead Show, Leadheads. We appreciate you guys tuning in for another week of the show. If you didn't catch last week's show, make sure you go back and check out episode 215, where we continued our class on optics. We had Brady Speth with Right On Optics join us. And Brady brought an expert along with him to join us, Charlie Melton. Uh, Charlie is a uh, former Navy SEAL. He was a sniper. He's trained a lot of America's top snipers, one of those being Chris Kyle. So uh, you better believe Charlie knows what the hell he's talking about. Make sure you guys go back to episode 215. Check out that episode where we talk about proper ways of mounting your scope and then uh, how you want to go about sighting it in. So this week, episode 216, I did a little road trip, went to St. Louis, and uh, got to take part in the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association National Conference. I was invited to take part in that, and I'll tell you guys, it was a great time. Met a lot of awesome people, and uh, that's what we're going to be doing the next uh, few episodes here, uh, going over those interviews that we had. But before we kick off this show, let's go ahead and thank our sponsors. Right On Optics, the official optic of Talking Lead. Check them out at rightonusa.com. And uh, you guys, as Leadheads, get a special discount. Use the code LEADHEAD. It's our typical discount code. And you guys are going to get an additional 20% off your purchase over there at Right On USA. And uh, we talked about some of the new exciting things that Right On has going on in uh, last week's episode. So make sure you check that out. X Steel Targets. X Steel Targets. The best, most affordable AR500 steel targets on the market today are X Steel Targets. Check them out at xsteeltargets.com. If you're a competition shooter, you're just a weekend shooter, you're law enforcement, military, whatever your needs may be, X Steel Targets has the target for you. And if you don't see the target there that you need, they can custom make those targets for you. Just get in touch with Bud over there at X Steel Targets, and uh, they will come up with a solution that meets your needs. XSteelTargets.com. Modern Spartan Systems. Optimize your firearms with Modern Spartan Systems line of products with their lubes, their greases, their oils, their carbon destroyers, and they even have optics cleaners. Uh, Charlie talked a little bit uh, about how he's benefited from the use of modern Spartan systems in last week's episode as well. He gave a testimony about how it has uh, increased his accuracy in his groupings and uh, increased the feet per second of his of his rounds. So you know if a guy like Charlie is using it and uh, giving testimonials like that, you know the stuff's working. So go give him a try on your firearms. And if you'd like to just find out exactly how accurate that their products can make you, they are having a big accuracy test. So what they're doing is they're putting on uh, this promotion. And if you guys want to take part in it, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, but basically what you're going to do is uh, you're going to shoot your rifle a few rounds. Then you're going to use their product. You're going to follow their instructions that they give you on that and uh, see for yourself the difference that modern Spartan systems can make. Uh, they're going to be giving away prizes. So what you're doing is you're taking pictures, sending in sending in your testimonies, your pictures to them, and uh, then they're going to do random drawing for prizes. But if you guys are interested in that, you can send them an email at info at modernspartansystems.com. 
You guys can contact me here at Talking Lead, talkinglead at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to send you that package uh, for their big accuracy test uh, promotion that they're doing. ModernSpartanSystems.com. And oh, least I forget their TVT engine additive product that they have uh, that I've been using in the lead sled. Uh, getting ready to do my next oil chain, so I'm going to be adding the TVT engine oil additive in the lead sled again. And uh, that's going to get me going to Florida, to Houston. We're going to be helping Sheepdog Impact Assistance out with some of these disaster recovery missions that they're putting together for those hard-hit hurricane areas that uh, Harvey and Irma have hit. I don't think we're going to have to worry about Jose. Uh, I think uh, he's it's kind of petering out and moving on to the north. So thank God for that. So for you leadheads that want to help out uh, with donations, you can call 414-812-6035. That's 414-812-6035. Or email info at sheepdogia.org. They really need gift cards right now. Uh, fuel cards, gift cards to like Lowe's, Walmart, Home Depot, uh, those type places. Uh, but if you call that number or send them a, an email, uh, you can also go to their website, sheepdogia.org, and uh, they will give you uh, a list of things that they desperately need. But those gift cards is what they can use the most because as they go down, assess the damages and assess what they need, then they can readily go to these stores and get those supplies that they need. So uh, you lead heads, chip in, help out any way you can. Uh, again, you know, gift cards are the best way at this at this moment. Fuel cards, gift cards. Sheepdog Impact Assistance, sheepdogia.org. Frontier Tactical, developers of the Warlock Multi-Caliber System for your AR-15. Their innovative design will replace your existing barrel nut in your current AR-15 with their Warlock System, and that will enable you to quickly and easily switch out your AR-15 barrel assembly to up to 90 different calibers. So you're just popping the barrel out, putting a new barrel in, and uh, changing bolts and magazines where necessary, uh, but you can shoot up to 90 different calibers with that. And they also have their own line of AR-15s designed specifically around their Warlock system. So right out of the box, you can buy one of their Frontier Tactical Rifles and have the capabilities of shooting up to 90 different calibers from your AR-15. Pretty cool. They also come in pistol configurations. Great for shit-hit-the-fan guns, truck guns, backpack guns. So check them out at FrontierTactical.com. Glock, the official carry of Talking Lead. Just a few episodes ago, uh, we talked about the new features of the Glock Generation 5. So make sure you guys go back and check that out. We had Corey Jones on talking about uh, all the cool different features that the the new Gen 5s have. Uh, I've been testing those out here for the last couple of months and have been really impressed with the improved accuracy from the barrel. um, The improved barrel that they've got, the Glock Marksman barrel that they've dropped into that the sights that are coming with it that you can get, and just the overall feel and performance of the gun. Uh, It's not the same old Glock. Uh, A lot of people are just saying, ah, it's just the same Glock, but there's been over 20 different changes that they've made uh, from the Gen 4s to the Gen 5s. So make sure you guys get an opportunity. You go out and shoot one of those. You're going to like it. I promise. US.Glock.com. And we would like to welcome our newest sponsors, High Threat Concealment, to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Give them a big round of applause. We'd like to thank Adam and Sarah for jumping on board and supporting the show. You guys might recall that during the NRA show, they were one of our uh, hosts for the lead quarters during this year's NRA down in Hotlanta, and we are proud to bring them on board as 
and official sponsor of the Talking Lead Show. So you guys go check out highthreatconcealment.com. High Threat Concealment specializes in the development of the concealable tactical gear for armed professionals looking to limit their visibility and for citizens who demand the very best for their everyday carry equipment. From everyday concealment to professional use in high threat environments, HTC offers scalable carry solutions to keep critical equipment available and ready at all times. So I've been rocking their new Spectre holster for my Glock 23 that has the Enforce APLC, the compact um, version of their pistol light, custom made for that. Great fit. Really been enjoying my Spectre holster. They're doing holsters for your mags, your radios, uh, all kinds of different mags, your pistol mags, rifle mags, SMG mags. They're doing pouches and bags. They've got a slew of different accessories uh, and their belts. They've got the everyday carry belts. They've got belts for your low profile systems, low vis battle belt, and they've even got some under belts. So make sure you go check out these guys at highthreatconcealment.com and be sure to use the leadhead discount code because they are setting you guys up an awesome promotional discount for you leadheads to say thank you for supporting this show and uh, our Second Amendment rights. So go check them out, highthreatconcealment.com and use the discount code leadhead there for a very nice discount. All right, so this week's show, just a brief introductory. Uh, first off, I want to say thank you to FLIOA for inviting me to be a part of their national conference. This is uh, They're celebrating their 40th year this year, and this is their 24th national conference. They have one every two years. So uh, it was an honor to be a part of that, and uh, you guys are really going to enjoy these episodes. We're going to kick it off with one of Fleoa's founding fathers, uh, and this guy was a hoot. His name is Albert Felberg, and uh, we call him Al, and he sounds a lot like another famous Al from the movies, Al Pacino. Now, I can't make you do it. You got to look at the guy next to you. Look into his eyes. Now, I think you're going to see a guy who will go that inch with you. You're going to see a guy who will sacrifice himself for this team because he knows when it comes down to it, you're going to do the same for him. That's the team, gentlemen. But this isn't Al Pacino. Um, but the guy's hilarious. He's a wealth of information. I can't wait to get him back on the show and actually give us some of his stories when he was active uh, federal law enforcement. He was actually with the IRS. So he's got some some old mob stories that are very interesting that I'm going to get him on one day, and we're going to talk about those. But uh, Al is joined by Nate Katura and Bill Hampstead, uh, which are the president and vice president, current vice president and vice president of FLEOA. And uh, they're going to give us a history of FLEOA and uh, a little background about them themselves. And then we have Doug and Stacy Carball with UltiClip. UltiClip is the ultimate retention and concealment device. So what it does is it uh, basically will replace your existing holster clip, you know, those plastic clips, whatever it may be, uh, with their very durable and almost impossible to unlatch unless you want it to unlatch uh, clip. So Doug and Stacy are going to tell us about their company, a little bit of history, 
and uh, the great things that they are doing uh, with their company and the proceeds that, uh, that they raise from the sale of their product. And then coming up in future episodes, we're going to have some great interviews from some of the, some of the other companies that attended. Uh, High Threat Concealment was there. Point Blank Enterprises was there. Mid-American Munitions. First Tactical. A great interview with Brian at Benchmade Knives. Cool Action Suits. Uh, there's a couple of financial companies that have some great stories about some uh, Gatling guns and some safaris that they went on. So... Lots more coming up in future episodes, so you guys stay tuned. Can I uh, just test this again? Uh-huh. And I just wanted to test this and say, yeah, my job is so secret, I'm not supposed to know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> this is going to oh, be great. Yes. All right, lead heads, welcome back to the Talking Lead Show. We are on location this week. For our special edition of Talking Lead, we're at the FLEOA, the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. It's a mouthful. 24th, and it's not annual. you got to do this every two years. You have this meeting. This is the 24th uh, National Conference. Yes, sir. We're here in uh, St. Charles, Missouri, having a good time. And uh, we've got our good buddy, Bill Hampstead. You guys are familiar with Bill. He's been on the show several times. Yes, yeah, Glad so you're back. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you guys uh, giving me the opportunity to come and, and take part in this uh, this organization's conference. It's uh, it's been very educational, and uh, I've had a great time. So thank you so much for having Talking Lead on board with you guys. Oh, our honor. Thanks for coming out, dude. Yeah. So uh, let's go around. And Nate, have you been on? You haven't been on yet, have you? <clears throat> it's my first time. Thank okay. you for having me. Yeah, we're, we're busting Nate's cherry today. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. So uh, introduce yourself, Nate. So I'm uh, Nate Katura. I am the national president for the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. We represent uh, almost 27,000 federal agents from uh, from 65 uh, different federal law enforcement agencies. And we're a, we're a non-profit, non- non-partisan, so that means we're an equal opportunity offender. There you go. <laughs> but you guys provide a valuable service to our men and women who are uh, serving in the federal Yes, Government. we do. The uh, primary uh, purpose that uh, YFLEO was uh, was formed was uh, for uh, legal representation. As probably folks don't know, as as uh, federal agents are concerned, uh, we're not allowed to form any type of a, a union, mm-hmm. and as such, uh, have uh, attorneys uh, represent us. And uh, so, back uh, about forty years ago or so, FLEOA was uh, was formed primarily for legal representation. Now, through the years, we do a tremendous amount of uh, legislation on uh, Capitol Hill, mm-hmm. and uh, we meet uh, regularly with uh, White House officials, department heads, agency officials on all sorts of things that affect the federal agency community. Very nice. Yep. And uh, we are honored to have, I'm going to let you introduce so Mr. Al here. Mr. But, uh, Al Felbert. the founding member he of is, FLEOA. Yes, sir. We today. are very uh, privileged uh, today for uh, Mr. Al Felbert to come out. He is one of our uh, founding fathers of, of FLEOA, and uh, he's got a number of great stories to share with us uh, long before I was even involved in this organization. So this is, this is quite an honor. Welcome to the show, Al. 
Thanks for having me. It's an honor for us to have you here. We appreciate you coming. Now, you're going to tell us how this all began in the beginning, over 40 years ago, about 40 years ago, right? Well, we're going to go back, uh, I would say, about 51 years ago. You're going to take us way mm-hmm. back. Okay. Well, in the beginning, you know? Yes. Let there be light. And uh, <laughs> in the beginning... Or prior to 1966, there was an organization which represented federal agents, but it was restricted to agents of the U.S. Department of the Treasury, and it was called the U.S. Treasury Agents Association, and the various agencies involved were primarily uh, Secret Service, U.S. Customs, uh, IRS, Internal Revenue Service, which was the special agents of the then intelligence division which later on became the criminal investigation division and the internal security branch of the irs uh, called the inspection service Mm -hmm. the u.s coast guard was part of the treasury department and had been for years Uh, it was known as the the cutter revenue service in many years before and they had special agents in that department Mm -hmm. the bureau of narcotics and dangerous drugs was part of the treasury bndd Uh, and uh, possibly one or two smaller entities which i can't recall at the time so i became a member of the uh, u.s treasury agents in 1966 having worked in the IRS in an investigative capacity, but which was not criminal law enforcement. I was a revenue officer. And that organization continued on until sometime in the late 1970, uh, 1970 or 71, when it was decided that there were so many more government agencies which were hiring special agents and criminal investigators, they then formed what was known as FCIA, which was the Federal Criminal Investigators Association. And that incorporated special agents and criminal investigators from other organizations, agriculture, commerce, you name it, they got on board. Okay. And the organization was proceeding. Uh, the FBI was precluded by Director Hoover from participating in the Federal Criminal Investigators Association. And sometime in about 70, I would say, 71 or 2, with the new director coming into... Uh, effect with the FBI. The FBI was given uh, a open door to join. And a few members of the FBI joined, and uh, one of them, uh, two of them, or better, were uh, actively involved in the administrative services of the FCIA with programs, with legal aid programs and assistance programs. And suddenly uh, there was a problem externally with the FBI. Uh, certain uh, agents and supervisors were indicted by federal grand jury for performing (laughs) black bag jobs, which they were ordered to do, where they placed covert listening devices in places of concealment where the bad guys lived and worked. (laughs) And uh, And they got caught. They they were indicted, uh, and uh, they, they looked 
toward some entity to provide some legal protection for them. Uh, the New York chapter because they of were the doing FCIA was the larger of the very few existing chapters, and uh, our attorney provided uh, initial legal representation for two of its members, but there were more indictees, so our attorney provided representation for these people because they needed it, notwithstanding the fact they were not members. Mm. The national FCIA out of New York took uh, umbrage toward this type of situation and said, you can't do that. We'll only sanction two people, and if you want any more, you have to come to us for permission. Well, we uh, got together and said, that's not the case. These people need immediate representation. And we had a meeting sometime in October of 1977, initial meeting, where it was decided that we're going to be breaking away from the FCAA and go on our own roadshow because these people needed a representation and we wanted to do the right thing. And this started uh, the uh, initiation of the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association. There you go. Wow. And uh, it expanded. Uh, the representation was provided. It helped to some extent. Some of the indictments were dropped, and subsequently, uh, the, I was told the National Office of uh, the FBI found that uh, instructions were given to some incorrectly, which caused them to be put into the hot water in the boiling pot. Mm -hmm. And uh, those who had been convicted were given pardons. Okay, well, good. Well, All due to you guys coming up and forming right, right. Fleoa. That's great. And now, you weren't uh, one of the people being indicted, were you? No, I wasn't with the FBI. No, that's, you were the IRS. That's right. That's right. It was okay. just the FBI. Okay, gotcha. And uh, our organization grew. We had a chapter in uh, New York, Long Island, New Jersey, and it spread nationwide. And legal representation was the prime factor for the expansion of this organization. Because when you're doing your job, you're exposed to a myriad of hazards and strange situations, and suddenly, you as the field agent, you are it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's rightly or wrongly, and most of the time it's wrongly. <laughs> and you can't get any backup, because you find yourself at the end of a long pier with sharks in the water and the wind blowing and there's no one on your back. Yeah. And we expanded. We provided other services uh, to our membership. Uh, we are very professional. We felt that uh, these people who sacrifice should get as much assistance from their employers as well as from their professional association. We've always stressed professionalism. Mm-hmm and truth and honor in our jobs. And we've run into some bad apples in our management on occasion where they took advantage of uh, their position because we always felt that with authority goes, goes a greater degree of responsibility. And some people abuse their authority. 
for their With own self. Great power comes That's right. awesome responsibility. Yeah. And uh, Stanley. when you're in a very negative situation, you have to, and you're up against it, you have to know who to turn to. And Fluoa has been a source of light and gratification and help to those people who needed help, uh, primarily in the legal arena, because not everybody is an attorney and we don't all have the nuances and information to provide. So we provide all types of support. We provide legal aid, uh, we provide financial aid, we have a foundation which was formed subsequently, which is called the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Foundation, mm -hmm. which provides financial assistance, uh, uh, scholastic assistance to family members, and other means of support to keep these people going. Yeah, I mean, I just... Uh touch a bit on what Al was saying, yeah. you know, people join, you know, we're in one of these jobs where at any second, at any time, you have to be prepared to pull out that gun, take some action to prevent the loss of life, either by yourself or your partner or somebody in, in the general public. And it happens in a split second. Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking many of your uh, listeners can appreciate that. Absolutely. It happens in a second. Yeah. You've only got a, a, less than a millisecond to make a you know, life-changing decision. That, that is right. And uh, so when that occurs, then, of course, there's a tremendous amount of scrutiny. You're going to have the your department uh, <laughs> yeah. reviewing to make sure that, first of all, you follow policy. Then you're going to have either... These people have months and sometimes years to decide what you should have done in a millisecond. There yeah. you go. It's and ridiculous. they take a lot of time. It's so ridiculous. some of the some of the most, like, you know, obvious, you know, shootings where it's like, it's, you know, obviously you had to take that, right. that action still takes a tremendous amount of time. But it's not only the administrative action, then there's a criminal review. So either the, uh, the department of uh, justice or the uh, district attorney's office where the shooting occurred, they'll re-review, and if they feel that you broke laws, they'll issue charges against against that individual. Thankfully, with the, the fantastic representation that Al was able to start with the attorneys that we've brought on, we haven't had in a number of years, not as long as I've been around, have as any agent been indicted for a shooting. It's all shootings, and, that, and that's a nice. kind of a twofold. It has something to do with the good legal representation, but, and I say it's a little bit more than this. It has to do with the outstanding training that our agencies provide us, but more so than that, it goes to the character and the integrity and the honor that just about every federal agent out there carries. And when you have that mindset, when that's in your character and your, your heart, when you take that action, it's the righteous action to, to take. And that's yeah. going to be you know, reviewed, and that, and at the end, it's going to come out, and it's going to be a righteous shoot, and that's what we've seen. The last few years, we've averaged with our members about a, about a shooting or so per week, and that's just oh, with, wow. with our members. It's it, We're in different times. Different times, definitely. Yes, sir. Yeah, and especially, I mean, these guys are more so in fear of their lives now where you've got, you know, people just coming up and doing, you know, blind hits on on our police officers. Yes, yes. Uh, I think uh, last year we had, there were uh, 64 law enforcement officers that were shot and killed. 
And out of that, about half of them were am- the ambush kills. Ambush killings. They were just shot because of who they are, but because they they put a uniform on, they had absolutely no chance to defend themselves, none whatsoever. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. Al, uh, give us a little bit of background of uh, your history. Now, you said you were with the IRS. Yes. Yeah. All right. Tell us a little bit about the, your your times with the IRS. Well. I started with the IRS in 1959 after I got out of the U.S. Army. I had a government job before. They gave me a uniform and a rifle. <laughs> now, was that by choice, or did they just drag you into that one? I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing you. Thank yes. you for your service. Well, right. Uh, I, I was uh, going to law school, and I got this invitation, and I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gladly accepted. Yeah. Right? No, right. Of course, and... I served in the uh, the army for uh, two years, and then in, did reserve time on active duty with the regular army. And after that, while I was, but I had taken an exam f- with the government while I was in school, and then <clears throat> when I was in the army, I got a letter of acceptance. But I politely sent the response that I had a position already, and uh, when I got out. Uh, Apparently, they had consolidated this list of eligibles uh, with a general list. I was offered another job, which I was considering after being interviewed, and I was selected. And then I got a letter from the IRS saying, we know that you're being considered elsewhere, but would you consider this job? And I said, that is the job that I originally applied for. There you go. They're fighting over you, Al. I had to turn down the selection to be considered for the job. Oh, wow. And I was hired. Uh, and uh, at uh, what I found out to be a lower grade than what others were because they had uh, not updated my uh, papers uh, and qualifications and experience in the interim. And I became a revenue officer, which was involved with the collection of the, uh, delinquent taxes and investigations of that nature. And uh, along the line, uh, I applied for the position of special agent. And eventually I was hired and worked in upstate New York, out of my original area of jurisdiction, and I advanced to the rear. I had to take a pay cut. <laughs> I went from a grade 11 to a comparable grade 5 after I was told I was going to be a, given a grade 9, uh. and uh, I was told after I had dropped out of grad school, which I was going to in the evening, that uh, I hadn't been transferred. I was detailed. Detailed. Right. Okay. But I was detailed, and I was more than 100 miles away from where I had lived. Hang on one second. I, I have to say, say this. This yeah, is absolutely. like, uh, like when, when, when I say when you go into law enforcement, it's a calling. It's like who would, in their mind, take a pay cut to like put your life on the line to, to sacrifice yourself? Who, who does that sort of thing, right? right? Special and cut of guy. A right special there. cut of guy. Yeah, and that's, right. and that's, you know, Al's, you know, that's, that's how that's, that's the character of a person like that. That's, that who, that's who makes us the willingness up. to serve. That's, yeah. that's, that's right. It's amazing. That's why there's an expression advanced to the rear. Advanced to the rear, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> and uh, it was very strange. Even though I was detailed, uh, the, supervisor I had refused to honor any requests for per diem. What bailed me out partially was my training. I had to go to Virginia and Washington, and they had to give me the per diem. 
And uh, after uh, three years or so, uh, I managed to transfer to the New York City, the Manhattan District. And it was very interesting. This is an aside. I had contended that my prior experience should have been considered for the higher grade. Of course, yeah. And they sent me a memorandum saying, your experience does not. Six months later, they, they sent a new memorandum, which did not affect me, and anybody who had my former job transferred over <laughs> in a higher grade. So <laughs> after over three and a quarter years, I came back, and I was showing guys how to do the work, and they were superior in grade to me. Oh, my God. And not much has changed in it's the 40 not, years. It it's the same thing right. today. Wow. So we have to deal with these internal machinations, and, to, and you also have to do your job at the same time. And uh, I continued on. I uh, was involved in a myriad of type of cases, investigations, the strike force dealing with organized crime. Now, did you get to carry... Uh, back in the day with the IRS, did they let you carry? Well, as a special agent, you got to carry because nice. you went to what was known as a school called TLOTS, Treasury Law Enforcement Officers Training School, which was a specific school as opposed to the other courses that were being taught by the IRS. And in that TLOTS school, you had agents from Secret Service, ATF, uh, I guess, customs, BNDD, mm -hmm. IRS, and they even had some other agents from other government agencies who were in there, like Department of Commerce, U.S. Army, CID, a few of those guys. Right. And part of that was the training involved firearms qualification. Mm -hmm. And uh, the uh, Treasury ran two firearms ranges, pistol ranges, one in the main treasury and one in the Bureau of en en Engraving and Printing, where you had to be there like before seven in the morning and fire and You had to practice. do all that before your day you started. Go, go, to, go to class. <laughs> and then you also went out on the outdoor range. Uh, but this carry was not a 24-hour uh, a, a carry because... Where we were, every particular district had a different way of doing things. Mm -hmm. The firearms were locked in a safe. Okay. <laughs> and it was only when you went out to execute arrest or search warrants right. did they issue you the firearm. So when you were exiting the building to do a, uh, a particular job is when you would get your firearm. That is correct. What were you issued? They At the time, they were using... 38 caliber revolvers, two to four inch revolvers. Nice. The regulations stated that you could have up to six inch revolvers because where I worked, they had two ATF agents in another office. These were real, real old timers. Uh -huh. They had the old six inch revolvers. These were two <laughs> older guys. <laughs> now, uh, did they give you the opportunity to uh, keep those? Once you issued ones, or they took the them back. Ones you had to turn them back in. Oh man! That was in my office in uh, when I was upstate New York. Okay. When I came to Manhattan, it was a little different. The firearms were issued. You were responsible for it. You signed for a particular weapon, and it was your responsibility to maintain it. And you had to qualify. 
uh, on an annual basis, and uh, they also then changed that later to semi-annual. However, they weren't up to it on the, the basis of safety because we fired without eye and ear protection when we oh, went out. Man. Oh, wow. That's why uh, this ear is a little uh, on the little numb tender. side. Yeah. Uh, and after I had qualified, uh, a few individuals were called up to the chief's office and said, you men fired expert. You are now firearms instructors. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to promoted to be an instructor, huh? That's right. In addition to your other duties. That didn't On retract, top of everything. Oh, yeah. That's correct. And you don't get additional pay. That's correct. <laughs> you don't get additional Stole that way pay. today. More hours, that's same right. pay. It's like the army, the unwilling led by the unable to do the impossible. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, I, um, on several occasions, had to uh, use or improvise. And from like the New York City Police Department, we used one of their ranges. Mm -hmm. uh, they provided eye and ear protection. But when we went on other ranges, they didn't. Didn't have And uh, it. when I had to go to another range outside the area for one of our other offices, I had to pick up on my own, for safety purposes, a big bag of cotton balls. And I, had to, I, laid out, I remember I laid out $10 as a favor to me. The New York PD gave me 10 pairs of safety glasses. Okay. It took me six or seven months to get reimbursed. <laughs> they wanted a receipt. For their $10? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I continued on one time. Unfortunately, uh, I agent, uh, a newer guy, discharged a weapon right next to my ear, so it bothered me a little. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I hope you mm. failed him. No, no, he passed, but it, it was uh, one of those things. Yeah. How many years were you with the IRS? Well, totally. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, 29 years. 29 years. Wow. So you saw a lot of changes over that time period. Oh, yes, I did. We had uh, different administrators. The IRS is a very unique organization because the name of the uh, criminal investigation division, as I said, was called the intelligence division. Mm -hmm. This goes back to... Uh, the days of prohibition and uh, in the 1930s when it was called the intelligence unit. I don't know if you're aware of it, uh, when you had the Lindbergh kidnapping, mm -hmm. you may have heard of that? Familiar with that, yeah. Uh, actually, the, it was requested that the intelligence unit conduct the investigation. This fellow, Elmer Irie, who was in charge of it, he was called in. They were the ones that actually carried the ball for the Lindbergh uh, kidnapping and killing right. and uh, helped resolve who were the, was the perpetrator. Yeah. Would it turn out to be that German guy? Yes. Well, um, I can't remember what his name was, but yeah. So uh, and here we thought it was the FBI that did that. Right, yeah, the FBI didn't have anything to do with that. It's called, no, it was the intelligence unit, and that was part of, because ATF was part of our, the IRS. Okay. Until they split that off and made it a separate bureau, and that became BATF. So uh, the uh, IRS was uh, sort of a uh, a birthplace for various organizations because the in inspection service, internal security, is now known as TIGA, mm -hmm. Treasury Inspector General. Okay. As I said, the 
they changed the title from the Intelligence Division to the Criminal Investigation Division. Under the IRS. Yes, but it still is administered by civilians. Oh, really? Yes. I was not aware of that. And uh, hmm. there's an attempt being made to move the Criminal Investigation Division out of the IRS into the Department of the Treasury as a special entity, as a mm -hmm. single entity. Yeah, that's something that, uh, that FLEO has started, and we've been working on it. But as you can imagine, changing anything in a government takes some time. But, but it's important, <laughs> a lot, and Al yeah. kind of touched upon that, is that it is. It's we, you have special agents, criminal investigators, that are being supervised or the whole unit's being run by non-law enforcement. It does create a little bit of, I, I don't want to say conflict, but they just don't un understand. Not in the same mindset. Not, not in the same mindset, and not only that, but when people think of the IRS, they don't think of, like, the criminal investigators. Yeah. The guys that that uh, preceded Al and, and they're there they're now, these are, these, these are the best of the best financial investigators that the United States has. They run and they investigate international, trans, transnational um, money laundering, drug investigations, terrorism. They're the ones that are finding, you know, where, where the, the funding is coming from right. that finances some of this overseas terrorism. It's this group group, the okay. Criminal Investigation Division that does it. You may have recalled uh, Al Capone. It, he was charged with income tax evasion. Right. That's they how they get him, got him. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yep. It was the uh, intelligence unit or the intelligence division that uh, used its facilities to bring that about. That's how they brought down a lot of the drug lords and... Uh, well, that's right, and that is why... Because they're not paying taxes yeah. on their revenue that they're <laughs> receiving, and you got to pay tax on the revenue that you receive. Even if it's illegal. <laughs> that's right. That we want the tax money from it. And that's why when they had the strike force, which was a coordinated effort of federal and local agencies, uh, had the IRS as part of it uh, in the intelligence-slash-criminal-investigation division where we were dealing with organized crime mm -hmm. and the various families and whatnot, and uh, prosecutions came about as a result of that. And then they had a narcotics traffickers project dealing with narcotics traffickers, where if DEA couldn't get them, the IRS steps in and that's gets right. them for the taxes, baby. <laughs> but you were dealing with the same criminal elements. Sure. And there is a... Uh, they are equal opportunity haters. Uh, so uh, if you're an IRS special agent uh, and they want to do a number on you, they don't care if you're IRS, DEA, or FBI. Uh, if you're messing with you, them, they're going to mess uh, with you, right? That is correct. Yeah. That's absolutely. right. That's right. Which is why you guys need to be armed. True, know, a lot of people ask why, you know, the IRS agents are armed. Well, right. it's... For that purpose right yeah, there. Huh? Well, if you're going to execute an arrest warrant or a search warrant for that point, uh, the other guy might be armed, mm -hmm. and they don't take kindly to that. I remember in the Treasury Law Enforcement Training School, there was a, a statement made by the instructor. It is better to be tried by 12 than carried by 6, because no one's going to look out for your widow or your family, or, and uh, unfortunately... The government has a uh, tendency to be slow, slow, and stop, 
so they tend to lose interest after an agent has departed this uh, world of ours, mm -hmm. and these people are left on their own to contend with uh, the realities of real life. Yeah, but then that's where Flioa also steps in and that helps families deal with with those situations. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that's what uh, that's what Flioa is for. That's our motto: is don't go alone, and that's that's part of that. And we have uh, our foundation is set up to assist those families. Our legal services are there if an agent does is is killed. Um, there, there is monies available through the Department of Justice that actually pays, but um, even though it's available, it's there. There's a tremendous amount of red tape that goes with, with it. Yeah. Um, the, the department that the officer came from, that was they have to actually put the paperwork in. A lot of times they're not even aware of it. So uh, our attorneys are there, our people are there to, to facilitate that. And that's, that's another thing that FLIOA does for its members. FLIOA has a mantra on its logo. And if you look closely, it says, don't go it alone. Yep. And we are there, and we were there, and we will be there for the members, their families, and our supporters. Now, how do you, how do you raise your money? What do you get? What do you guys do for that? I know you have memberships and there's dues and there's things like that, but then you have other ways that you. Yeah, our primary uh, revenue is is through um, membership uh, payments uh, through our you know um, members and that. But then um, we we have a, a tremendous a good amount of businesses that support us from uh, tactical companies, insurance companies, all, yeah, universities, all kinds of uh, entities and businesses that aren't necessarily law enforcement or even tactical orientated, but they uh, believe in what FLEOA stands for and mm -hmm. they want to help our, our members knowing that, you know, we do, a, there's a tremendous amount of sacrifice out there and there's this kind of a way for, for them to, to give back. Right. And uh, so we're very appreciative of that. And um, so there's, uh, we, we take in some revenue and awareness that way as too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just look at the group that's here that you'll be meeting with during the next three four days well right yeah and yeah. i was just going to point out i mean we've got uh you got financial services companies that help your members with their uh understanding their benefit plans and you right. know how they can best go about you know set up their retirement uh you've got relocation companies that help with the moves that because you know they're taking jobs all over around getting moved from city to city you know depending on what the job calls for I'm trying to think mortgage company mortgage companies mortgage companies insurance yeah. company yeah geico is is a huge supporter yeah. geico of Leo on the not moving to get geico there you go Get Geico. I bought the Geico because they are a huge sub supporter of, uh, of of FLEOA. I think they routinely provide, you know, in the thousands of dollars to to our members, and it's just nice. fantastic the amount of support that we get from them. Yeah, right. Eric is a good dude, so we're yeah. very happy he was able to make it out for this one. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. then you got awesome companies like High Threat Concealment. Yep, that are yeah. here. Um, cool right. action suits. Which uh, yeah. uh, Ron right. yeah. uh, Carson mm -hmm. started that company with uh, the breathable 
flexible, um, the micro fat, you know, and the I actually wicking fabric. Have one of those uh, suits, and uh, I was out in Washington uh, back in July, and it was uh, cooking 105 degrees out oh there. And gosh. I said, I'm going to put one of those cool action suits on, and it was actually pretty nice. So yeah, it's still are. hot. It doesn't get rid of the hotness, but it does make it tolerate it a little bit more. It does. It does. It's a lighter fabric. It's breathable. It's moisture wicking, so you're not pitting out your suits. Yes. Uh, but there, I mean, it's it's perfect design for the you know the active military guy who um you know is wearing the suit day in and day out that's right um, it holds up extremely well especially protective we're services um you know, bodyguard right. type guys uh, and just to, i was noting like some of these other business guys that were out here with the financial and the bank and the mortgage mm-hmm. guys they were like you know i gotta get one of those too because you know we're in these hot area cities walking around you know from building to building that's right yeah uh, yeah, got, I'm definitely going to get one. Oh, yeah, same here. Um, we also got Benchmade, First Tactical. Benchmade Knives was here, First Tactical, yeah, uh, so Point a, Blank, yeah, Armor. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of great support from the companies that uh, are looking out for our members. But you guys have uh, how many, uh, would you call those uh, affiliate members? or what do you, what do you uh, Associate members. Associate members. How many associate members would you say you have? We probably have... Three to four thousand. Maybe yeah. these are these these are folks that aren't aren't law enforcement, but they uh, believe in in FLEO and what FLEO stands for, and they just want to be a part of uh, the organization, so they uh, join. It's like Katie from Ford. Mm-hmm. It helps me out with my golf outing, and just great friend. Yeah, she joined as an associate member. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah. Now, Al, um, forty years of FLEOA, you've seen it from the beginning to where it is now. What uh, what do you think? How's it progressed? Is uh, it going in the right direction? Right direction is an understatement. There you go. It's like a skyrocket. Skyrockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. <laughs> All the way up. Uh, we were about 11 people who gathered in October of 1977. And... Uh, we started out uh, as a very small group. We were the nucleus of something that uh, we would never have uh, dreamed of or even projected. And here we are today with uh, almost 27,000 members. Wow. Uh, and this is because of the dedication and the sacrifice uh, of people like Bill and Nate and all the other guys and gals uh, who uh, are present at our conferences and who are members. And it's very interesting to note, going back to uh, the 1960s or that time, Mm -hmm. various government agencies did not hire females. And I recall uh, in the brochure that was put out by the Treasury for U.S. Treasury agent, which was a consolidated uh, pamphlet with various agencies, there was a a notation that only males need apply for these positions. Oh, wow. So you can see how... Man, if you could find one of those old brochures, (laughs) that would be cool. Well, history, you know, that's history. That's right. Yeah. That was it. Uh, And slowly... As into the early 70s, then suddenly the, the venue changed and uh, females appeared uh, very limitedly, 
but they were hired and it expanded. To the extent now that you have people uh, of the opposite sex uh, as supervisors, administrators, and active criminal investigators. Right. The way it should they be. do a hell of yep. a job. That's right. right. It's, it should be that way, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So you said you've got 27,000 Just members. about. Just 62 about. different agencies? 65, okay. but close enough. How many um, agencies are there? I mean, do you about have about that many? About so you've about yeah. you pretty much got everybody. Yeah, that's covered under. That's only in the federal. Yeah, yeah. so you just handle federal. I mean, we right. we, we need to, to yep. stress that. That's right. Some of our listeners are federal employees, and they're not aware of FLEOA. Uh, who do they need to contact to? Well, if you're a federal agent, you haven't heard at least FLEOA. There's something going on there. But, right. I mean, uh, you can always read, reach out to FLEOA at www.fleoa, that's F-L-E-O-A, dot org. Dot org. Yes, sir. And ask for you personally, Nate. You can. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, uh, you can reach out there on our website. You can, uh, there's, uh, you can reach our member services. You can, you can call them. And there are very nice uh, people there that are willing to talk with you. And if you want to sign up, you're eligible to sign up. You should sign up if you are a federal agent out there. I highly encourage you to, to sign up for FLEOA. Yes. And, uh, you know, kind of piggybacking on that life service. Sorry. And I know better, and I just did that to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, we do this all volunteer-wise. This is we have full-time jobs. That's a good point, yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah. you know, none of us are getting paid for doing this, and it hasn't been that way since. Again, this goes back to the, the type of person that it takes, you know, to be in law enforcement uh, agency. You have to be willing to serve and protect, and that's serving and protecting your own as well. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the guys that, that do FLEO, I mean, like you said, it's all voluntary. You know, it's your own time. It's your own dime. So, that's yeah. Right. It's and there was, there was a lot of self-sacrifice then because in the beginning, certain agencies were not too keen on people becoming uh, organized and becoming representative of the needs and interests of the federal law enforcement officers who were under their jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, they were readily accepted. FLEOA was readily accepted, or its predecessor, FCAA, and others, they were not. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we ran uh, a seminar with uh, technical experts, uh, professors in criminology, uh, a regular uh, forum, some agencies get granted uh, administrative leave and travel for their employees. Others, such as mine, uh, gave you the opportunity to take your vacation, annual leave, pay your own way, and do your own thing. Right. And some of them didn't even let, authorize you to go on leave because it interfered with what they thought uh, was a more important uh, mission, yeah. which was not the case in most instances right they just didn't want you mm-hmm. being associated with some it. of it hasn't changed it's still that that way now um, still have the mindset some of the still have the agencies. mindset so that's right so if you want to do this sort sort of thing fine they're not going to say no to it they they really can't but they're going to make you take vacation time in in order to to, to do, do any work dealing with fleoa yeah i'm on vacation i've been on vacation for or will be for this conference yeah 
Wow. So that's another self-sacrifice. So you're taking time away from your own time that you could have with your, your family. and yeah. So it's just it goes to the character. Yeah. Sacrifice and service. That's right. Yeah. And uh, as an aside, in some instances, uh, in the beginning, uh, because of your affiliation with an organization, it sort of impeded your progress for promotion and assignments. And right. Whatnot. Yeah. That's, and that still holds true today. That's just some people, that's the way it is. So you that's have to be shame. prepared for that. It is a shame, but that's reality. Because you guys do, I mean, you, you're doing great work. You're doing great representation. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out is um, during the, the banquet, um, you do some honorary awards and things like that. So yes. I wanted to talk about that and give you an opportunity to, to bring those individuals up on the show as well. Sure. And so give, them some, give them some acknowledgement here. No, I appreciate that. We, we had a number of honorees last night. Uh, one of them, unfortunately, um, was a classmate of mine, uh, Deputy Commander Patrick Carruthers of the U.S. Marshal Service, was, was tragically killed back on November 18th, 2016. After he went in first, um, that goes to like again. He he led from the uh, the front, and uh, he was a supervisor. He didn't have to be there or at all, and much less going in the door first. But that's the kind of guy that he was, yeah. and uh, and he unfortunately was was shot by a guy that was wanted for several charges of attempted homicide of police officers. So he's a very dangerous guy. Anybody that's willing to to take out a cop is a very He's dangerous, very dangerous yeah. and uh, that's the kind of guy that pat was and uh we had his family here and uh, it was a, an honor to honor them uh and to recognize and we will never for, forget pat yeah uh at, you know as, as long as leo is here pat will always be remembered and then we had some fantastic, you know, uncommon valor stories where we had a group of uh, State Department uh, special agents that were under attack overseas where, you know, rocket launchers and grenades and automatic bombarded. fires were, yeah. they were getting bombarded with everything to repel in a, an attack. And these guys, you know, not only saved themselves, but they saved lives of numerous diplomatic uh, folks and civilians. Like 122 people or something yeah. more than that maybe yeah, was, it was just amazing yeah. that, again that goes to to the character and the honor that we talk about it's like it's, it's amazing it, it truly is it's an honor and i'm so glad that they were able to to spend this evening with us and, and had an opportunity yeah. it was an honor for me to be there and again i really appreciate yeah. you guys uh, thinking of us and inviting us to be a part of that um, but it's great that you know your organization acknowledges that type of service as well. Yes, uh, yeah, it's it's what it's what we do. It's it's what we stand for. It stands for uh, the honor and integrity, and that's what FLEO stands for. And, and that's what we have to always recall and honor that. Yeah, and uh, Sergeant Sergeant Major joined uh, joined us earlier this week too. Yeah, very Lance briefly, Nutt with Sheepdog Impact Assistance. Um, yes. Uh, Briefly, because uh, as you guys know, Sheepdog Impact Assistance also does a lot of disaster recovery, and unfortunately, we've got several disasters going on in our country right now. There's wildfires, there's uh, hurricanes coming in. Um, hopefully, the earthquakes stay away from here. But uh, <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, landslides. But uh, Houston and Florida, uh, Sheepdog's going to be doing a tremendous amount of work uh, down in those areas uh, over the next few months, and uh, yours truly is going to be down there joining them doing what i can 
hopefully I won't be in the way, but uh, keep those men and women in your thoughts and prayers as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Before we, before we go, I know you guys got to get back to your to your meeting. I want to get uh, a story from Al, uh, an interesting story over your career. What comes to mind? Well, we, I've had some good times and bad times. Yeah? And Let's talk about a do. good time. Uh, I've worked with a, a bunch of very good guys and a few bad ones, but most of the guys I know, these were the men with their their feet on the ground. They're the ones who got their, uh, their, their shoes muddied. Uh, these are the field guys. They did not sit in an uh, air-cooled office and uh, come up with uh, platitudes. These were the, the guys who you appreciated because you worked with them. They had your back, and I had their back. And uh, some of them got short shrift. And uh, some of these people I work with, uh, Lord rest their souls, they're not with us anymore. Some of my compatriots who were in the initial group founding FLIOA, they've gone on to their reward, and there are very few of us guys left. You get a little older, things happen. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to give you war stories. Uh, it's been an interesting career. Uh, perhaps it could have been more rewarding, but unfortunately... I wasn't that lucky. I was injured four times out there. Oh, goodness. Yes. Were you shot? No, I wasn't shot. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. No, I, uh, you, you get crashed by a refrigerator truck while you're standing still. And you're, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're, and you're, 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 you get your knee crushed under the dashboard. You're avoiding flying glass. You come back to the office, and you've got a guy sitting in a suit there saying, you're putting in this report? And you're limping in. Uh, the vehicle is half half destroyed. <laughs> you have to file the report. All right. Got to file the report, yeah. It's like you shouldn't have been there, right? You're standing still in traffic. Uh, then uh, you you keep on working, and then later you find out when you get injured again that you had severe injuries initially, and you deal with an entity called the U.S. Department of Labor, which is a nightmare. And they, they lose your files for a year or so. Oh my gosh. And then... Uh, Hasn't changed much. Finally, you finally uh, get an okay to get uh, examined, and they tell you you've got to go for preoptive surgery, and then you get crashed by what turns out to be a stolen vehicle five times in a French connection chase. Oh, my gosh. And, and you're trying to recover from that, and they tell you, we need you. And you say, I'm, I can't come. I'm, we'll send a car for you. So they send the same wrecked car <laughs> seven <laughs> weeks later, and you get rear-ended by an uninsured, unregistered lease car. Oh, my gosh. And they, and, you're a magnet. And, uh, that's right. Oh. Uh, with my luck, I buy a suit with two pairs of pants. Someone keeps burning a hole in the jacket, and I don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> and... You ultimately go and get operated on. You ask for workman's comp, and they say no, and you got to use all your annual leave. you got to use all your sick leave, which you didn't do, and then you have to retire. <laughs> There's so Al's happy story. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. So, but as I said, I worked with some pretty good people, and uh, it's been a pleasant experience. But uh, that was on the work end of it. But in Flioa, I worked with very good people. These were people who had the same mindset. 
We're trying to better ourselves, our associates, the organization, and we had a purpose. And the purpose was to do the right thing and to be honorable. And uh, it really has been an honor to be with FLIOA and with people of the ilk such as Nate and Bill and all the others because they believe in personal self-sacrifice for the better good. Amen. Amen. We, we have only one judge to deal with, and that is ourselves. As someone once said to, uh, to me, uh, the mother of a friend of mine who was a doctor who is no longer with us, thank God for the good things. That's Amen. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. That. Amen. That's yep. right. So you guys, make sure you check them out. Fleoa, F-L-E-O-A dot org. All right, guys. I know you got you. your meetings. So. All right. Thanks a lot. Cool. Thanks, buddy. Don't blame it on me. No, sir. Just <laughs> lay it down. Awesome. All right. Al, thank you so much. Yeah, that was, a, that was good. I got to have you back on to tell some real world uh, more <laughs> stories, man. That's right. Be interesting. <laughs> what was your name again? I'm Marty. Marty. That's the same name you used before. I didn't change it on you yet. See, Marty, I have a crude expression. I say it's like giving an enema to oh, a dead man. For me Can't right hurt him, maybe it'll help. Sure, wait, it might help. Tell you, might bring him back. Put a little color that. in his cheeks, front and back. You got to keep trying. That's right. Thank you, Marty. You still in New York? No, I'm in Florida. I'm where the hurricane is. I can't get back. Oh, I was going to say, you're not going to go back there, right? I can't get back. They closed the airport. What are you going to do? I'll stay here for a day or two. You still hang out here? All right, Leadheads, we are back, and we are at the FLEOA, Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association, 24th National Conference in St. Charles, Missouri. And uh, I got my co-host with me, Casey Betzel. Hey, here we are. We're back, and uh, we've got some, some new interviewees, Casey. Awesome. Guys, awesome. Uh, introduce yourselves. My name is Doug Carble, and uh, I'm with Ulticlip. Ulticlip? Ulticlip. Yeah. Yep. And you have a. I have my wife. Your boss with, with you. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Stacy. Hey, Stacy. How are you? This is this is Stacy's. Is this your first industry event? Not the first event. Not the no. First? Okay. My first interview. Your first interview. Yeah. She's got a great voice for it. She, you do. You have a great voice. I'm so leaving. This is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be fun. So UltiClip. Uh, I've heard of you guys before. I've heard of UltiClip, but I've never actually seen the product. So. Bumped into you in the hall there, and you were showing me uh, your clip. And these are for holsters. Correct. Um, yep. Whether it's a knife holster, a gun holster, or whatever kind of holster, handcuffs. Yep. Uh, it's a replacement clip for your existing holster um, that you don't have to wear a belt when you use it. Okay. So that's a that's a bonus, because I hate putting a belt on sometimes. So I'm going to open this up. I'm looking at your, do they have names? Yep. That's called the XL. That's our newest clip. We released it about four weeks ago at Currently, unfortunately, it's on back order already. Okay. Um, but that one is actually made to be worn with a belt and uh, use the two fingers right here. Okay. I'm doing it wrong. No, that's okay. It's your first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I usually break stuff, so. Okay. Very yeah, good. So that's weird. a very tight fit. And these are metal. These are metal clips. Correct. The Ulti clip. U-L-T-I clip. And... Uh, very lightweight, so these are going to be uh, a lot more durable than those plastic ones that you t typically get on your, I guess, your holster. Correct, yeah. The, the XL, you can actually wear that inside the waistband or OWB. 
um, either side, depending on the holster that you're carrying. Okay. And the other two clips, um, actually back to the XL. Yeah, it also back has to the a, XL. It has a removable flap that has a multi-tool, so it's actually the first uh, clip on the market that has a multi-tool attachment. You depress from there, and it has a small screwdriver and also a multi-wrench. Awesome. Yeah, great idea. So when you're sitting at the table and um, or at a party and you want to be MacGyver, you can pull it up <laughs> and, and do something with it. Right? Yeah. I need one of these so I can uh, tighten up my microphone stands. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you have one. Now I've got one, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. So how did you, um, this is your design, your invention? No, it's actually uh, my partner is Randall Darby. Uh-huh. And uh, he came up with the idea about three years ago, called me on the phone, and um, we've been friends for years. He's actually a full-time missionary in Guatemala. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, originally from Florida. And uh, he had an idea, sent up some handmade prototypes, and I shopped the prototypes uh, to some different manufacturers here in the U.S. Yeah. Found somebody, and uh, we became partners and released it about two and a half years ago at the U.S. Concealed Carry Show Okay. in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. So about two years you guys have been around? Yeah, two and a half years. Uh, we just received the patent uh, about four weeks ago. Awesome. So we're Congratulations. Excited. We're excited That's about great. that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, are there any existing holster companies that are using these clips? It, currently we have about 130 holster companies um, in the market. Uh, wow. <laughs> anywhere from, you know, names that you would know uh-huh. uh, to the guy that's building holsters. Go ahead and drop a name. Name drop. Uh, Crossbreed. Okay. Crossbreed's uh, using the Ulti clip? Yeah. Yep. Stealth Gear, Nate Squared, um, Black Rhino Concealment. Mm-hmm. Um, you familiar yep. with them? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Actually, Crossbreed's right here in Missouri, I think, in, in the Springfield area. Oh, yeah? yeah? I didn't know that. Yeah. Very cool. So how did how did you get in, involved with this? Just to use a buddy of yours and um, I used to go down to Guatemala. I would take teams of of youth, you know, high school students and right. uh, construction guys, and we would go down and work on humanitarian projects. And uh, we became acquainted down there, became really good friends. My first trip, so I've known him about twenty about twenty years. Okay, and. Uh, you know, when he, when he comes up, his family stays with us. And so, what was just, his what was his uh, reasoning in coming up with this? I mean, he's not carrying a, a gun. I would I wouldn't think in Guatemala. Well, you're actually allowed to. Oh, you uh, can. You can, yeah. Um, it's Guatemala is a really dangerous place, like so many other places. Right. But, yeah. uh, but when you think of missionaries, you don't typically think of them. Yeah. You know, so carrying the, it, which the issue. I'm for it. You know, I'm, right. I'm glad to hear they let them do that. Yeah. So the issue is that they go into some really remote areas. And you're traveling at night on these roads. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they a lot of carjackings, a lot of people um, coming up to the car with a, a gun yeah. to the head. Carjack. Wanting your things, yeah. Yeah. So he's experienced that personally. His family has experienced uh, multiple times. Oh, wow. And uh, so you just, down there, he doesn't, people don't want people to know that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times with the regular belt clip, you see that you walk in and it's it's called the shoot me first clip, you know that's on there, knowing <laughs> yeah. that somebody's carrying. So he wanted. That's what to, we call open carriers around here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he really wanted to come up with a design that he could carry, um, and not, and people wouldn't know it. Right. So that's that's where he came up with the design. Okay, but now everybody's going to know 
LT, what LT clip is, you know. So. They are, they are, but uh, you know, they can still keep it hidden because right. actually the LT clip. They're very low profile too. They're yeah. not, you know, big and bulky like some of those those plastic ones are. But these two here now, the LT clip three and the mm -hmm. original LT clip, those are made to be worn without a belt. And when we first released it, we didn't realize how big the uh, the women mark woman market is. Mm -hmm. with, Female market, big and getting bigger. Yep. yep. And uh, our first show, uh, Well Armed Woman. I don't know if you know. Yep. That's, mm -hmm. Okay. So they're one of our dealers also. Uh, they they all came up and said we don't wear belts, and they they bought into the concept and. Uh, some of the women carry off body, which I know a lot of instructors don't recommend, that they don't recommend that you carry off body. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're not going to carry off body, it, rather than just dropping it in your purse, not your purse, but uh, in their purse with lipstick. Um, <laughs> you don't know me. I might have a purse. I know you might. It's a man bag. Right. Marty's purse. Yeah. My purse. But rather than dropping it in with their lipstick, they're able to uh, clip it onto a pocket inside there, so at least it's yeah. secure. I mean, you can clip this on to anything. So, yeah, uh, your shorts, exactly, uh, gym shorts, uh, sweatpants. We have a pajamas. Video. Yep, we have a video where uh, someone's running and they're in yoga pants. Oh yeah, not me. Because <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> there'd be because I don't jog. <laughs> Very cool. So what are we looking at as far as a price on these? Okay, so these are $11.99 on our website, uh, okay. ulticlip.com, and the uh, the Ulticlip XL is going to be $14.99. Okay. And the XL is the one for the belt, for right? For the belt, yep. Okay, and then the other ones are for, for non-belt. Um, so what's, which one is this, three? That's the three, the and three? We, it took us uh, several months to come up with that, but we decided on the name because there's three holes in it, and that's the Ultica <laughs> 3. Okay. Nice. Keep it simple. It Keep it exactly. simple. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you come up with the name UltiClip? Where did that come from? Just thought like the ultimate concealment uh, a tool, uh, using the word ultimate. Yeah. I like, uh, I like the cross that you've got for the T. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. So it's it people, you know, we weren't sure when we first did it because of our brochure with the cross on there. Um, and I have to say in two and a half years, we've had two customers that contacted us that said that they wanted to buy it, but without the cross. But other than that, it's mm -hmm. been did, pretty, it's been well received. Did you take the cross out? No. No. no we just, just like, it is, yeah. it is what it is, brother. Exactly. So is this for? Um, it's for Christ. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why we, we put it in there because um, a portion of our, our profits actually go back into ministry. Um, we've helped people with that have had cancer that needed to come into the country for surgery. And, right. And Randall actually has started a, a, a ministry in Guatemala called Start With One, and he'll have uh, indigenous pastors or indigenous just um, there's a group of students that have an idea but don't know how to uh, to follow through on it. Right. And he'll walk along from uh, concept to the end to get it going. So, oh, that's cool. Uh, one Very of the success cool. stories was uh, there was a pastor up in the mountains and wanted to build a church up in the mountains. And he said, I know that Americans are generous, that they'll bring money down here, but we want to have uh, skin in the game, our people, Yeah, which is refreshing to hear. And uh, he had an idea with coffee plants. And uh, so Randall and different teams helped him walk through. Uh, they 
they plant the plants, and then when they get to be a certain size, they sell them to the coffee plantation. Okay. So they've been able to buy uh, buy property, mm -hmm. buy all the materials, and have been able to build a church up in the mountains now. Very nice. Um, with their own funds. Okay. So they did. It, they didn't take any of the donations. No, I mean when I say donations, I'm just saying that people are generous in, yeah, yeah. in the U.S. and wanted to do it. We've had yeah. teams go down there and help them with construction, even though That's great. they don't necessarily need us to help them with construction. Sure. They know how to build. It's just kind of to say, hey, you're not alone up here. Yeah. That we're here uh, in the U.S. thinking about you guys. Well, a lot of yeah. times on the missionary side, it's it's the missionaries that are getting. Getting something out of that, right? Too. Exactly. There's a lot of learning coming the other way too. Exactly. It's not just a one-way help thing. So. You're right. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. So, how often yeah. do you guys go to Guatemala? Um, I've gone in the last 20 years, probably about 20 times. About 20 I, times. I tried to go since we've started the business. It's been a little harder to leave. We're actually based out of Chicago. We, uh, they're made in in the U.S. Well, I say almost. <laughs> I tell people they're made almost in the U.S. Um, because they're made in Chicago. They're made in Chicago. Exactly. Chicago. So, sort of like the U.S. <laughs> so I try to I try to head them off before they can make that comment. But uh, right. Yeah. So what uh, what's your website? It's ulticlip.com. Okay. U l t i c l i p dot com. And I'm sure you guys are on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. As well. Yep. We're on all those. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, do you guys have other things on your website? Um, other than hats and t-shirts, we have some things, but we're actually working to be a concealment and a, um, a design company also. So if people have certain needs that they have, uh, we've got about three or four other things in the pipeline okay. right now that are going to be coming out. And we've got law enforcement, enforcement agencies that are using them now on their body cams. Oh, okay. Yeah, in that makes Washington sense. state and also Utah, they're using those. Nice. So there's no excuse for them to fall off. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. At least once you get this clip on it, whatever you've got attached to it isn't going anywhere. Yeah. You know, these are some very positive uh, clips here. So some of our displays. And they're not going to hurt your clothes either. It's uh, the way that you've got the metal yeah, design. There, there are not teeth on there. Yeah. Like there's that. no teeth. It's just a flat surface. So it's done with compression. Just a good squeeze. Yeah. 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 But we hang a a belt with a forty five pound Olympic plate from it to show you know how strong it is, and we tell people that's how we carry a forty five. <laughs> so um, it, it's it's pretty sturdy. Very cool, yeah. very cool. So you guys make sure you check out ulticlip dot com, and uh, these will fit on any holster, right? Just pretty about much. eighty percent of the holsters about on the market. Yeah, and we're working on the other twenty percent. The other twenty. There you yeah. go. All that's right. It. All right. Doug, Stacy, thank you so much for joining us. Thank, thank you for you. having Thanks. us. All Thanks right. so much. Guys, we'll be back with some more interviews. So that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead podcast. Again, we appreciate you guys tuning in and all the support that you give us. If you get an opportunity, please stop by iTunes and leave us, leave us a comment there and rate us. That helps us move up in the rankings there uh, on iTunes. And just so happens that uh, between now and the next uh, couple of months, we're going to be giving away the next Tactical Squirrel Box to someone from iTunes that leaves us uh, a rating and feedback there. So uh, good, bad, indifferent, whatever it may be, that's fine. Everybody's eligible. We're going to go through there, pick a winner, and uh, probably pick uh, several people and, and give some things away. Uh, I've got some ulti clips I'm going to be giving away. Uh, you just heard uh, from Doug and Stacy there on ulti clip. Got a few of their ulti clips that are going to be going to some lucky lead heads. 
Uh, and then we've got all kinds of other cool prizes and swag as well that we're going to be giving away. So, guys, be paying attention, listening to the show, find out if you're a winner. Uh, we're going to be going through social media, Instagram, Facebook, and you leadheads that are participating are going to get some cool swag just to show our appreciation. And just as Talking Lead is showing our appreciation, if you guys would, we'd appreciate it if you would visit the sponsors of our show and show them some love. Frontier Tactical, FrontierTactical.com, Modern Spartan Systems, ModernSpartanSystems.com, X-Steel Targets, XSteelTargets.com, High Threat Concealment, our newest sponsors. Make sure you go by there, show them some love. And, of course, the official optics of Talking Lead, right on. Go to Right On USA. And guys, remember that when you're visiting these stores and shopping around, you get ready to check out, don't forget to use the discount code LEADHEAD. We've got that set up with all the sponsors of the show and with many uh, companies, friends of the show. So as you're out doing your tactical gear shopping, make sure you use the discount code LEADHEAD. If it doesn't work, get in touch with me, talkingled at gmail.com, and uh, I'll check into getting you guys some sort of a discount. So as I said, we'll be back in the next couple of episodes with more interviews from our coverage at the Federal Law Enforcement Officers Association 24th National Convention. Got companies like Benchmade coming up, Point Blank Enterprises. They do body armor, mid-American munitions. They've got some awesome 300 blackout loads that they've got available there. And oh, by the way, they're also getting ready to release a rifle build, a 6.5 Creedmoor that is exceptional. So make sure you go check them out, see if that's posted on there. You're going to be blown away at the price that they have on this 6.5 Creedmoor. we got interviews coming up with First Tactical, uh, Ron Carson with Cool Action Suits, uh, awesome dude. You guys are going to enjoy hearing from Ron and uh, about their product and several more. So. Guys, stay tuned. We're going to keep bringing you guys kick-ass interviews from awesome people and awesome companies. And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close and those firearms closer. <laughs>